This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to Short Shifts, brought to you by Keeping Carlson on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Ben Burnett. Joining me, as always, my pal and yours, Louis Ezekiel. Louis, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great. Very excited to get uh, to talk about fantasy hockey here tonight. Uh, we're going to dispense with the pleasantries as quick as we can here so that we can get on to the meat of our fantasy hockey news because there is a ton of it. We'll cover as many folks as we can here tonight for our show in between the mega Sunday night shows from Brian and Elon. If you haven't listened to last Sunday's show uh, about the fantasy surprises or fantasy storylines for each team, it was really outstanding. So check that out. Uh, we are filling in the gaps in between and it's a good thing we are because we have a ton of news. But if if we do not mention a player that you are interested in hearing about, don't hesitate to send us a tweet at ShortShiftsKK. We are happy to chat with you about it. We spend all day talking about fantasy hockey on the Twitter feed. Much to the chagrin of uh, our close family and friends and bosses. Uh, <laughs> Lewis, we're going to hop right into the injuries and outries section of our show because today was kind of a crazy day for injuries. We're going to start in Buffalo, where we learned today that Jack Eichel could be out longer term with a neck injury. To start, we saw Dylan Cousins hop up onto the top line, playing between Taylor Hall and Sam Reinhart. He's already in on the scoring. He has one assist so far as we record tonight. Um, on the top power play, replacing Eichel, we have Rasmus Ristolainen. So it's a double Rasmai situation on power play one in Boston with Eichel out. Um, obviously Ristolainen is probably owned in most leagues right now, but I think that Dylan Cousins becomes something of an interesting name. Do you think that he's streamable now in 12 or 14 team leagues here, Lewis? Yeah, I think he might be interesting. Obviously those are a couple quality line mates, but again, you know, Buffalo's scoring has been so erratic. Are they going to be able to put up, you know, decent goal totals against goalies who are not fading out like Carter Hart so far this season? It might be worth a look. I would keep an eye on him. I doubt there's going to be a bunch of people chomping at the bit to go out and grab Cousins. Um, but, you know, if you've got him on your radar uh, and you see him play a couple more games, get lots of ice time. I do worry a little bit about not being on that power play. Interesting, too, that Jeff Skinner, you know, even with Eichel out, cannot crack that top five for the power play. But, you know, I, I, I'm lukewarm on Cousins. I think it's an interesting spot, but I wonder if we won't see a few different combinations before Kruger settles on something that he likes. I wonder, yeah, um, I don't know that I would expect, I mean, I assume that Jeff Skinner is nowhere close to power play one. Like, I would think based on what we've seen from Buffalo, I, I just get the impression that Ralph Kruger has 
Jeff Skinner at the bottom of every single list he's ever written. Um, so, uh, you know, I would have maybe thought Dylan Cousins or maybe Eric Stahl get a shot there. But yeah, I think that it's interesting. It's an interesting spot for Risto. And I'm with you. It's it's tough to trust anybody in Buffalo, given what we've seen from that squad so far this season. Let's hop over to Nashville where another captain went down today. This one was very out of nowhere. I mean, we've seen at least that Eichel's been banged up this season. Roman Yossi now out week to week. Lewis, you and I have spoken about Matthias Ekholm a few times recently and how he's been heating up, especially after Ryan Ellis went out with an injury uh, last week. We thought, okay, well, now Ekholm's going to get power play two time. When I saw Roman Yossi went down, my first thought was, oh my god, Matias Ekholm power play one like everything's falling into place after he kind of uh, he was available in every league I was able to to snap him up in a lot of spots then I tuned into tonight's game Jeremy Davies is on power play one Lewis what are your fondest memories of uh, the NHL player Jeremy Davies who I'm sure you know everything about or, of course, as Elon would say, Brian, who is Jeremy Davies? I actually kind of, exp- you know, I was like trying to think of how we could do our own version of uh, of Brian. Who is Jeremy Davies? My fond memories my fond memories of Jeremy Davies are right there with all of my fond memories of being a starting center in the NBA. Um, <laughs> so so uh, we did have the opportunity to chat a little bit with Brian Baston from On the Forecheck, and he gave us a little bit of insight into him. His feeling is that Davies got that first shot because he is a little more familiar with running that four forward one D power play as opposed to what Akom uh, has kind of been doing on power play two with Ryan Ellis. So an interesting situation, an interesting decision, and it does seem like Akom actually may end up getting a little bit more of the defensive uh, responsibilities here, you know, putting in a lot of time on shorthanded time uh, for for Nashville. So it may not be the the big offensive boon we were sort of hoping it might be for Ekholm. An interesting spot for Davies. Uh, you know, obviously a power play one player is is interesting always, uh, especially if they are available on the waiver wire. You know, Nashville obviously has has encountered some serious scoring woes this season. So yet again, kind of like with Cousins, I'm a little hesitant. Let's wait and see how things go. You know, if it works out for them and he sticks in that spot, maybe worth a look. It's nice to see the three shots tonight. I will say I don't think that it's always interesting to see a power play one guy. Uh, but in this case, I'm at least watching, right? Like we're we're going to keep him on the watch list and and definitely be following Nashville's progress, because if he is productive, then he becomes, yeah, like you said, probably a zero percent owned on Yahoo player. And, and that's something that. If you can get somebody on a top unit who uh, we'll talk about this a bit later, who's actually been surprisingly productive is that top unit in uh, Nashville. Um, Brian also mentioned that Ekholm, you know, playing a ton of minutes, as you said, also not far removed from a several game long injury. So maybe Ekholm is just they're, they're trying to ease him back into the lineup. Like you said, um, they're, you know, kind of like with Charlie McAvoy, they don't want to give him every single minute he can possibly like any more than he can handle. So it makes sense from that perspective. I am definitely disappointed. I thought that the clouds were parting onto the perfect situation for Matias Ekholm. Honestly, I could also see Jeremy Davies not being with the team for their next game, depending on how things go. I do have one Jeremy Davies memory. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. He was part of the the PK Subban trade to Nat, to uh, New Jersey. He uh, fa- part of that famously um, what seemed at the time to be 
a total joke of a package going back the other way from New Jersey. And we've now come to see that both both sides, I guess, like P.K. Subban's at least like useful. But man, I thought that trade was a, a total ripoff at the time. Yeah, I think a lot of us, you know, obviously had to, to eat some crow about our initial opinions on the the deal there. Uh, you know, it's just been interesting to see sort of how these things have shaken out over time. But yeah, you know, an interesting opportunity here for Davies to potentially be productive. And like you said, be a zero percent owned player to suddenly, you know, seeing a big boost in in ownership rates if he can, you know, start racking up some points on that first power play. So next, we're going to head over to the desert where... Tell me if you've heard this one before, Lewis. The Arizona Coyotes are down a goaltender. This time it isn't on Tiranta, although by the time I finish this, by the time we finish this segment, he may have strained his groin. Um, Darcy Kemper out potentially long term here. It doesn't sound good. It sounds at least week to week. I would guess that he's out with a multi week injury here, which seems scarily reminiscent to the injury that derailed his. Uh, what what looked to be like a Vesna uh, nomination breakout last year. Uh, so Auntie Ranta appears to be the obvious guy to grab, only 8% owned in Yahoo this morning, but with just a 903 save percentage on the season, he struggled last year. I wouldn't be too surprised to see Aiden Hill get a little bit of run. He's now had 15 games across two years with a 920 save percentage. And uh, yeah, I just I have to think that they're at the very least going to let Aiden Hill get equal starts if he can continue to be uh, an above average or even an average goalie next to next to Ranta. Yeah. So first of all, let's all furiously knock on wood as you start talking about Ranta. You know, he like you said, he could be out by the time we finish this sentence. And I, I think that Aiden Hill bringing him up is, is wise because he has certainly shown some flashes of, you know, real skill there. Can he handle taking on, you know, a greater workload than, as you said, kind of these 15 starts across two seasons remains to be seen? Not likely to get a ton of run support, although this addition of the Arizona Coyotes can score. So that obviously boosts your, your like for their goalies a, a little bit there. I think this is another wait and see. You know, I hate to I hate to be so boring and be so conservative on these, but you know, if Ranta puts together a couple nice, uh, yeah, I hope you like the the Midwestern accent on Ranta there. Um, but if Auntie Ranta can put together, uh, you know, a, a nice start or two, I think that may you know box Aiden Hill out to kind of one of every three games potentially. But like you said, I could certainly see them ending up splitting the workload. So if you are hard up for goalies, you know, this Aiden Hill may be an interesting opportunity. It's going to be really hard to kind of predict who's going to go next necessarily. I assume Antiranta will get the the next start. But yeah, certainly keep an eye out for an Aiden Hill start um, because that one might be, uh, it might be valuable for you. Yeah, I grabbed Ranta in a few spots where I'm desperate for goalie starts. And I think that that's exactly it is that I have my eye firmly uh or or my eyebrow firmly raised if that's a a way of describing eyebrow actions um at Aiden Hill and and I'm definitely concerned about Ranta's ability at this point but to this point we uh you know we're um we're gonna I'm gonna start with Ranta until I I see otherwise Lewis coming up next we're gonna finish our injury section then we're gonna get into a couple of hot streaks you're listening to short shifts 
Hey, Lewis from Short Shifts here. Life is too short to sleep between anything less than really nice sheets. Maybe you've looked at some retailers, calculated the years of interest you pay on one set, and gave up. Trust me, go check out Brooklinen. Brooklinen was started by Rich and Vicky, who were trying to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklinen as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They worked directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury-level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes, and they have over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting, and they're so confident you'll love their products. They even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. That's right, you can sleep on their sheets for a year before you decide to really commit. And Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear, and more. And if all of that isn't enough, Brooklinen is even offering a special offer to listeners of Keeping Carlson. Go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code CARLSON, like Eric's last name, to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code CARLSON to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com. Use the promo code CARLSON at checkout. Welcome back to Short Shifts. Lewis, we're over in Los Angeles now, where we're going to talk about another goaltender injury. Jonathan Quick injured. Cal Peterson gets a chance to run with the net. This is exactly what Cal Peterson stands were hoping for prior to the season. Kings goalies had been alternating starts, so Peterson was getting a chance to at least show his stuff relative to previous seasons. But suddenly, Peterson's gone cold. So prior to February 27th, he'd only given up more than three goals once in 10 appearances, but on his last three starts, three, six, and four goals against, an 854 save percentage in that stretch with no wins. Are we nervous about Peterson on what should be like a moment of celebration for those who have kind of been waiting for his, uh, his crowning? Yeah, certainly not the first bright young star to wilt under the harsh spotlight in Los Angeles. You know, this seemed like a really great opportunity for him. A lot of people were, you know, wondering, do we play quick? Do we play Peterson? It sort of seemed to be working for this alternating setup. It wasn't great for fantasy owners, obviously, but uh, each individual goalie seemed to be going really well. And now with, you know, these last few appearances from Peterson being subpar, I think we do have to be a little nervous. I do think Peterson is going to get a lot of the run regardless of how he performs simply because the options are so limited. So if you're interested in starts, you know, if you're interested in getting, you know, a shot at wins uh, to collect saves, he's going to be a good option for you. You might have to worry about those rates a little bit, especially like we said, these last three starts have been rough, 854 save percentage, no wins. You know, you have to factor that in when you're considering how valuable he'll be based on your settings. Uh, but, you know, he at the very least, I think, could be, you know, kind of like, you know, we, we thought about Matt Murray maybe without some of the major downside uh, or maybe like a Red Wings goalie where they're going to face a lot of shots and and hopefully, you know, stop the bulk of them even if they're not pulling out wins. I think that's kind of where I would place Peterson in my, in my you know, mental goalie rankings there, you know, as the kind of guy who is going to get some run, is going to make some saves, not necessarily have the greatest rate stats for you. Yeah, it's, it's a little disappointing, though. I still believe I'm, I'm ready to I think that he I think he can still put up decent rate stats. This is the cold streak. I choose to believe in Cal Peterson. I hope he's listening. I don't know if you 
I don't know if you've seen this video, Lewis, but uh, our pals Jesse and Victor, who run the Fantasy Hockey Life podcast, um, they are noted Cal Peterson stands, and I, I'm not sure if they bought it or one of their listeners bought it for them, but somebody bought a, a Cal Peterson cameo, and uh, it's amazing. So I believe in Peterson. He he's he's friends with our friends. So you know, by the transitive property, he's our he's our friend. So hey, and certainly if this is if this is the trough of his performance, and and he can improve from here, you know that that's going to be something that is going to be more valuable than one of those Red Wings goalies. Certainly, uh, and and the nice thing too about LA is that they've certainly shown that they can score, uh, especially against some of these teams in the West that are going to give you an opportunity to win every time you play against them. Uh, so LA has kind of put themselves in a position where they're they're a bit above, you know, some of those other teams out west, which I think is valuable for them. Um, so yeah, you know, if he can if he can pull things up, if he knows is in the right direction, again, you know, these are, throw all these guys on your watch list and just see who can kind of emerge, uh, and I think you'll be happy with yourself uh, for maybe for maybe waiting to see how things resolve. But you know, like I said, likely to get a bunch of starts. So at the very least, he's got that going for him. Hopefully, he can improve on some of the uh, goals against average and save percentage. We are finally out of the injury section here. Let's hop over to the the hot streak corner, and we got to go back to Nashville. And we also have to go back to our friend Brian Bastin, who posted a tweet today that I thought was excellent. The Nashville Predators, a team famous for having a terrible, no good, never good power play, suddenly are pretty decent with the man advantage, and it all seems to coincide with the arrival of of Ellie Tolvanen on that top power play unit. So you may remember Tolvanen. He was a huge hype as a late first round draft pick. Um, Didn't really pan out as people expected. He began to look like he might be a bit of a fringe AHL NHLer. All this time, the one thing that held Nashville back, everyone's talking about it. They, They need to get the power play going. Suddenly they had a shooter and they can score on the power play. So, I, I mean, it's been an amazing, amazing to watch him just fit that team like a glove and be, you know, bring an element that they've desperately needed for so long. Uh, the graphic that I mentioned from Brian, Tolvin had joined the Preds power play in February, at which point they were 26th in power play conversion. Since then, they are top 10 in the NHL. They are ninth overall. A lot of that is thanks to Tolvanen's hot stick. Four goals, seven points in his last nine. That includes another assist tonight. And six power play points in those nine games. There are some unsustainable markers here. So he has a low ice time. It's only about 13 and a half minutes a game. The Preds are a notorious line blender team. He's currently playing with Nick Cousins and Colton Sissons at evens, which is not good if you if you were wondering. If you had that question, the answer is no, it's not good. He's not really hitting. Well, he doesn't hit. He He's not shooting a ton either, averaging about two shots a game on the year, though he does have 21 shots in his last nine. So he may be starting to turn that around, especially when you consider the low ice time. I, I, his, shots, his shots per 60 aren't that bad, but he's going to need to get uh, opportunity to to shoot that puck if he's going to actually be able to to start putting up decent fantasy numbers in the shots category. So I kind of see Tolvanen as somebody who can hit about 50, you know, if everything continues to break right for him, I think he can be about a 50-point guy. More likely, he's a 35 to 40-point pace guy as a power play specialist. Maybe I'm being a little low by saying 35. 40, 45-point guy uh, as a power play specialist this season. And if 
if he can ride a little bit of a shooting heater, which I think is much more possible when you are shooting a ton on the power play, then I think he can hit that 50-point pace. So, you know, we've talked a lot about players who are on hot streaks in this shortened season. I have no issues with somebody running out and grabbing Tolvanen for a stream while he maintains this hot pace. Yeah, definitely, you know. I think you covered the bases very well. I was going to talk about the ice time, certainly. Uh, you know, that, that is of concern. Uh, and, and yeah, we got another cousins in here, a different cousins, but, uh, you know, it just seems like that kind of show here. Uh, interesting in the wake of, of my defeat at the hands of cousin Dave, who I was teasing at the end of the last episode. So congrats, oh my Dave. Oh, well I forgot. Point zero five points. On the episode. That's brutal. Okay, but anyway, back to Tolvanen. I'm with you. Unsustainable, but in a shortened season, why not grab the unsustainable streamer while they're available and ride that hot streak until it ends? We got one more hot streak, then we're going to head to the panic room. I'm going to drop this one for you. Adrian Kempe, a hat trick last night versus Anaheim. He now has seven points in his last five, 17 points in 24 games. That's just below a 60-point pace. What a breakout season for a guy who was definitely not on most people's radars this year. We've talked about him earlier this year because he was shooting like crazy, which obviously we love. And that had cooled off a bit. Or what's what we've kind of seen is he's been a little inconsistent. Five shots in a game, then zero shots, then six shots, then zero shots. Over the full year, though, up to around a 2.7 shot per game pace. So, I mean, that's pretty good. That's That's rosterable in a categories league on its own. He's still on the top power play, and that makes him somebody who you can definitely hold in 14-team leagues. I don't know about much shallower. I think that he's somebody who you're going to stream in when he's hot, and you are not going to feel like you need to hold on to him. You shouldn't get FOMO if you drop him and he does well. I'm experiencing that right now. I had Tolvanen, or sorry, I had Kempe on his previous hot run. Uh, It was great, and now I'm watching him do very well on uh, on my league mates team, and it's not really bothering me too much because... Uh, the good the good times will not continue this way. He's still on line three, so while he's been good, I worry he will be prone to cold streaks because he's playing with Trevor Moore and Blake Lazat at fives. He is still on the top power play, which I mentioned, and LA's going to continue. They seem to be good. I think they'll be okay moving forward, but not great, probably. So I think he's a 50 to 55 point guy this year once everything sort of balances out percentages-wise which is definitely roster, rosterable in some leagues, but I think he's going to be an on-your-waiver, off-your-waiver, you know, on-the-watch list for most of the year type of guy. Great coverage. Absolutely. I'm with you 100%. We got to jump over to the panic room to talk about Minnesota's goalies. Ben, the pendulum has swung hard for Capo Kakinen in Minnesota. He has six quality starts in his last seven games and only allowed three goals one time during that span. Talbot got the nod for both games against Vegas last week and lost them both while Kakinen shut them out on Monday night. Talbot hasn't had a quality start in his last three and only two in his last seven. He's allowed at least four goals against in his last three starts, helping him sink my week against Cousin Dave. He's been left out to drive by the team somewhat. They do seem to be playing a little better in front of Kakinen. But something I thought was really interesting is Kakinen has really helped himself out. He's posting an 8.59 save percentage on shots from 1 to 15 feet away, while Talbot is way down at .709. Not good. So with no back-to-backs this week, Capo may get three of the four starts and if he holds his own he may take pole position in the goalie race for one of the best protected nets in the nhl ben what is your panic meter rating for cam talbot i think i'm less panicked than most people based on you know the keeping carlson discord 
uh, Twitter. Everyone seems to be dropping Talbot right now. I'm somebody who has a little bit longer of a leash for incumbent number ones because I don't think that NHL GMs and NHL coaches are as reactionary as fantasy hockey players. I know that's that's a pretty hot take, Lewis. Try not to to scorch me for it. But um, yeah, I just I think that Cam Talbot is going to get another run just because he was brought in to be that guy. If Kapo Kakinen is able to clearly outplay him, though, which he has been in the short term, if he can turn that into a longer trend, then yeah, I think that Cam Talbot could easily lose his job. It's just that, do I trust the the young rookie to to be excellent to maintain his uh, to maintain his play for a full season? I really don't know. And so, you know, in the short term, in deeper leagues, I'm probably and especially in categories leagues where rate stats are are very important. I think Cam Talbot still has some. I guess, reclamation project upside. But, you know, something like the Cacupful, I saw you drop Cam Talbot the other day and it kind of piqued my interest. I thought, I mean, I could see them going into a, like at worst, a 1A, 1B here in the short term. But then where Kakinen has clearly outplayed Talbot, I do think that Kakinen will get the next couple starts. So if you're in a very competitive spot, if you need to get points, you cannot handle your goaltender sitting out a game or two. I would probably cut bait on Cam Talbot. So I think what that means is my panic rating is about a six, maybe six and a half. Oh, I would have thought from the way you were describing it that you might have been lower, but you're actually right about where I'm at is about a six. Uh, and as you mentioned, I did drop him. I am in a spot where the projector really hates me this week, so I need to get my starts. And I figured he's pretty unappealing pickup right now if he's unlikely to get uh, too many of these starts. We'll see if they announce ahead of time if he's going to pick one of these up and maybe he'll be grabbed. But yeah, that's sort of where I'm at right now is I want to ride the hot hand. I don't want to hold three goalies if I can help it. Uh, so yeah, Kakinen's my guy for right now. Excellent. Lewis, that's all the time we have for tonight. Why don't you uh, walk us out of here? All right. Well, thanks, everybody. As always, for joining us and downloading our episode, please give us a follow at KK. Follow Brian and Elon at Keeping Carlson. And The Vanquisher, who always has my number, Cousin Dave Benton of Stream Scheme at NHL Stream Scheme. Please visit the great sites we research our episodes with at Yahoo, Frozen Tools, Roto World, Natural Stat Trick, and Cuckupful.com. We'll be taking a bit of a hiatus here. We will not see you again until next week. We will have a special All Goalies episode coming to you in this feed later this week with Elon and goalie expert William Netto. So please look forward to it. It's going to be outstanding. Uh, Really looking forward to it myself. So until we see you next time, play smart and keep your shifts short. Thank you.